Anybody want to receive that? A blessing from you. My hands are lifted up. I need a blessing from you. You know, Paul said, uh, reach and feel for him, happily that you might find him. Uh, he was telling that to the church 
uh, on telling it to the people on Mars Hill, you know, and uh, they were very superstitious. They, <laughs> there are a lot of superstitious people in the world, and you know, and thank God that you have been enlightened. And there are those that yet will be enlightened. It's just superstitious today, but uh, by the grace, by the goodness, the goodness of God leads us to repentance. His goodness is going to show up, you know, and it may show up in the form of Carl. It may show up in the form of Tony. It may show up in the form of, uh, of Isabel or John or whatever. Put your name there. The goodness of God may be using you to lead someone that is very superstitious, ah, uh, very superstitious uh, to him so that they can lift their hands up and happily that they might find the Lord as well. Uh, this is June 30th, uh, 2020. And, you know, I like calling out the date so you know you're listening to something that's live. It's not pre-recorded, at least not at this moment at, at 9.06. Yeah, but, you know, we thank God for you joining us this evening. Uh, you listening to Sunday Morning Live. Uh, that is SML. Uh, when you go to a podcast, when you go to uh, iHeart, uh, TuneIn, or any other podcast station, if you type in SML, you know, that's our, for Sunday Morning Live, SML, uh, you know, that will bring up the search um, or Podbean where we're, broadcasting using to broadcast from even right now and so you're listening to Sunday morning live on a Thursday presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church Incorporated this is Pastor Carl Henderson and we are inside the pages uh, I don't believe there's a better place to be than in the Word of God not for intellectual knowledge intellectual knowledge is not going to save you uh, but applying being obedient to the word of God will save your soul. I'm looking to be saved. I want to be saved. There's no greater desire in my heart. There's no greater request that I have than to be saved. And since actions speak louder than words, I must obey the word of God. You know, Paul said it like this to the ministers. He said, after I preach to uh, others, be a castaway. I'm not uh, going to be a castaway. This is not a movie. Uh, I am not uh, going to be stranded on an island or any other place without God. And so um, my heart's desire is to be uh, in fellowship, good fellowship with the Lord. And I believe that is your heart desire. And that's why you're listening to uh, this particular uh, message, whether you're hearing it live or we'll hear it later in a recording in our archives. You know, if you go to our website, connectingtruth.org, and click uh, God on Demand, it will take you to our archive of messages. You know, our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study begins at 7 p.m. And Acts of the Holy Ghost, Acts of the Holy Ghost, on Thursdays, it is tonight, at 9 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus' name. You know, when you don't know what to do, I was faced with a situation this week um, and not knowing what to do. I was very careful who I discussed the issue with because everybody does, is not going to be prayerful and everybody is not going to have wisdom and know how to deal with the issue. 
And so, uh, you know, as I had faced the situation and had to move forward in it, uh, I moved forward with some prayer. I moved forward with the fact that I know I have to maintain integrity and, you know, because the, another day may come where I'm uh, being a witness to anyone that was involved and they're going to look back and remember my action and reactions. How did I conduct myself in that situation uh, that I was involved in? And so we have the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And, you know, stay cool, calm and collect, you know, gather your thoughts, gather the facts and deal with the facts. Don't deal with your emotions or how you feel, because those are just feelings. That's just energy. And that energy has to be channeled somewhere. Let it be channeled into the word of God. Let God filter it for you, you know, and come back with a, uh, he'll bless you to come back with the right response. Uh, you know, everything may not go our way, but at least uh, we are found in the way of God. We're in the book of Acts, uh, the eighth chapter, uh, the 18th verse through the 25th verse. And so we're going to start there. Uh, you know, somebody is getting up, getting uh, ready for work. Someone is already at work. Someone is preparing uh, for bed for us it's, it's, uh, in the evening. And so some of us will be uh, retiring. But, you know, there's no better way than to, to me than to retire with the word of God. You know, if the Lord come while I'm asleep, I want his word on my heart. I want his, I want his word on my mind. I don't want to be as some, uh, you know, I want his word to wash my heart, to talk about wash your hands during this pandemic. Uh, you know, let's wash our hearts. Our hearts need to be washed and made clean. Uh, you know, so uh, in the book of Acts, the eighth chapter, beginning at verse 18, I'm going to read through the 25th verse. It says, when Simeon, uh, remember if he was listening last week, Simeon's name means listening or hearing. Uh, he had a mind to listen or to hear. And he accepted some things that took him into an area of sorcery, took him into an area of magic. And so the Bible says when Simeon listening and heard uh, these things, he saw and that through the laying on of hands, the apostles, the Holy Ghost was given. He offered money. Uh, he offered them money. He offered the apostles money uh, because he saw them laying on their hands. I don't know if. Maybe you've been in a service where you saw the laying on of hands and someone received the Holy Ghost. Um, you know, that's not uncommon. And, it, and when I laying on of hands is not uncommon and receiving of the Holy Ghost is not uncommon. Now, being taught uh, and told to speak a, a foreign language, <laughs> repeat after me, that is that is strange. Don't deal. We're not talking about strange things here. Uh, you want to watch it. You want to see something strange, watch a horror movie, you know, uh, watch some of the things that are on TV, on Netflix and, and stuff like that on Tubi, and you know, but we're not dealing when we come to God. We're not dealing with strange things, but we're dealing with the reality and the power of God. And so he offered them money saying, give me also this power that whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither, uh, hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for 
thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore of this thy wickedness and pray God if perhaps that uh, thought of thy heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Then Simon, then answered Simon and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. And they, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the um, uh, Samaritans. And he traveled. Now, we've traveled through the book of Luke just to let you know, you know, bring you up to a certain level, a certain area. Uh, we started in the book of Luke, uh, teaching from there. And uh, Luke's ministry to me, for me, is a favorite. You know, I've heard people say, I, I want to hear Paul. You know, I want to meet Paul and, and they've named different individuals. And I most of, for the most part, people are saying things because they heard others say it. But when you get into the gospel for yourself, you'll find that there is someone that you may you may find that you um, uh, that you line up with, you parallel with, you know, there's similarities. There's something about their character that you like, uh, you know, that you that you may even want to, uh, you know, uh, pattern yourself after, so to speak. Uh, for me, I like Luke. I love Luke's ministry. Uh, he endeavored. Uh, his endeavor was to be thorough, a thorough witness. Now, I like witnessing. Uh, before the, the pandemic, before that, I used to, on Saturdays, I would go out uh, and ask those that would attend with me and just go out knocking on doors and uh, going out into the streets, the highways and hedges and just uh, talking to people and uh, testifying to people and, and giving them a chance to testify and to talk about what's going on in their life. And let me tell you, when you get out into the streets and you get out into the highway and hedges, as, as we say at times, uh, you have to have a certain level of, of, well, you learn to have a certain level of certain respect for people, you know, because there are uh, um, those that are working the streets and they are being worked and watched over by someone else. And so you have to be careful how you approach people and certainly show respect to the top dog, uh, you know, so that they will not think that you're trying to do something uh, that's not cool and you find yourself in trouble or uh, causing that individual uh, to be uh, in trouble. Uh, but we want to get the word out, let them know that God loves them as well as uh, pray for them that they be covered by the blood of the lamb. And so uh, Luke loved to be a witness and he was very thorough and provided, wanted to provide assurance to all those that believe. The Bible tells us over in his first epistle, verses uh, chapter one, verse one through four, for as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministered the word. It seemed good to me also having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus, 
that thou mightest know the certainty of the things wherein thou hast been instructed. And so uh, uh, Luke was writing, he's written in his first epistle and had taken to an account the eyewitnesses, you know, those that have already experienced what we're seeking uh, God for, those that have been around and know. Uh, I believe it was John that said, I call the young man because he is strong. You know, we're young, we're strong. And he said, I call the old man because he is, he has wisdom. He's smart. You know, he don't have a bunch of uh, energy that hasn't been used up that want to run around and just do things. But he has some wisdom to settle things down, help people uh, think logically and to be more sober minded in their walk. And so we need to pay attention to that. And so Luke is writing to Theophilus, uh, someone that uh, we don't know much about Theophilus except the mentioning of his name in the epistles. And so the Bible tells us also in Acts, the first chapter, verses one through five, the former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And that's what I want to do. I want to talk about the things pertaining to the kingdom of God and what the Lord has shown me, what I've experienced, what I have gleaned from others that have already passed this way, you know, that have laid uh, the trail, the trailblazers uh, that have already passed through. I'm, I'm looking at their paths uh, from that time, even in this time, you know, and even as we come to the end of uh, a decade, uh, those that have already gone before us, I'm looking and, and, and I wanna follow the path that they follow pertaining the kingdom of God and being assembled Together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise. If you leave Jerusalem, today the church is Jerusalem, uh, uh, spiritually speaking. And so if you, uh, but stay there and wait for the promise. We say, ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. If you recall, uh, Simeon was a sorcerer. Simeon was a sorcerer and, and he used magic and bewitched. He enchanted people, he had charm and cast spells. The people of Samaria um, were amazed at what was going on and what this man was doing. It went on for such a long time that the people of Samaria believed that he was someone great. Uh, you know, uh, the impact that he had in the lives of people and, and they might've been dealing with the situation. They would say, hey, go see Simeon, go see the sorcerer, you know, let him uh, uh, get an enchantment from him. Uh, let him uh, get a spell from him, you know, get something from him that is going to work because they that's what they believe. That's what they thought. Uh, was their deliverance. That was their hope at that moment for many. But when he saw, uh, when he saw the apostles ministering, uh, has anybody seen you ministering? Um, you know, uh, the, the church is called unto ministry. It's not just the one that's standing before you over the podium, 
uh, but all of us are called into ministry to be a witness for the Lord. And so uh, uh, when he saw the apostles ministering and laying on of hands, um, now remember before the apostles was there, uh, Philip, Philip was there and ministering because of the persecution of the church. And it caused the people to spread out. And as they spread it out, they began to be a witness for the Lord. And so they believed and they received word. And so the apostles came and was ministering and laying on of hands. The Holy Ghost was given and offered. He offered them money. Now, yes, that was a big mistake, but he did it. He offered them money saying, give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands, uh, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Now, Simeon's thinking that this is something that he could buy. You know, and Simmons' request was was strange to some, but not to others. You know, the the uh, they would exchange or purchase or and trade for enchantment charms, portion, potions, excuse me, potions and various spells. So this was a common thing. So buying something that would wow the people was not uh, was not something that was uncommon in that day and time, in that region, uh, you know, but um, uh, look, the, the woman, the Bible tells us in Luke, the eighth chapter, uh, the uh, 43rd through the 48th verse, it says, and a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, nobody could help this woman, uh, came behind him, uh, she came, she saw Jesus, she snuck up behind him and uh, touched the border of his garment. Immediately her issue of blood uh, stanched, it dried up. And Jesus said, who touched me? And uh, when all denied, everybody was saying, no, we didn't touch you, we didn't touch you. You know, Peter and they that were with him said, master, the multitude throng, thronged me. You know, they pressed up against you. All, all you felt was just the, the crowd of people that were bumping into you. And now you're saying, who touched me? Uh, and Jesus said, somebody touched me for I perceive the virtue have gone out of me. You know, uh, that's something to underline and think about uh, because when we come in contact with people, uh, there's something that goes out of us. Uh, we can be a strength and a source of help to somebody or we could be pulling from somebody. You know, I, I remember uh, Overset Blanche Irvin saying one time, she asked uh, one of the one of the saints that walked up to her and said, "Did you come to give, come to receive, or to give?" You know, and they understood immediately. You know, you can you can pull on a person, and maybe you've been in a setting where you've been pulled on and you felt drained afterwards. Uh, maybe you're up ministering and uh, to a crowd of people, excuse me, <coughs> to a few people and and ministering to them. Uh, you felt a drain, and when you were done, uh, you felt very weak. You needed to be replenished because the virtue had gone out. And when the woman saw this, she was not hid. She became she came trembling and fell down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for which cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her daughter, be of good, uh, good comfort, for thy faith hath made thee whole. 
go in peace. Now, the reason I brought this up is because she, she spent all her money upon doctors. And I'm in my mind, I'm looking at this and I'm like, wow, you know, um, there are good doctors. Then there are people that pretend to be doctors. Some of them said they had a cure and they took advantage of her knowing that there was nothing they could do. Uh, some of them were practicing strange medicine. That's why I brought it up because some of them, because of their dishonesty, they was practicing strange medicine. Yeah, they went and they purchased uh, some type of sauce. They purchased some type of potion that had been produced by someone that was involved in strange things and magic. And so that would be considered, you know, along those lines. But she may, whether she was aware of it or not, uh, she was exposed to it. And in her desperation, remember, uh, she was desperate and desperate people do desperate things. I'm not saying that she did. She did a lot of things out of desperation to be healed. You know, she spent a life savings. What are we spending on in desperation, moments of desperation? Where we do strange things, where we act out of desperation, uh, which takes us sometime out of character. And so we have to be careful in what we do. Simeon was not seen, not seen anything like this before and jumped at what he thought was an opportunity. Remember, he was an opportunist as well. And so uh, as he enchanted and cast spells and did strange things, um, uh, and many have done a lot worse than Simeon as they have jumped at mistaken opportunities to buy and sell what God has freely given. Uh, God has given us something of free, uh, freely given to us. And, you know, and, and people have taken what the Lord has given to us and they're selling it. Uh, they're selling it. And, uh, you know, it, it's uh, now... Uh, let me, I know the difference in selling and support, but they're selling it. Uh, he was, uh, Simeon was not there when the Lord gave these instructions. The Bible says over uh, that these uh, 12, Jesus sent forth and commanded them saying, go not into the way of the Gentiles and not into the city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. And he gave them uh, also some instruction that wherever you go and they believe and receive the word, um, that uh, there, there's going to be a support. They're going to support you. They're going to help you in whatever they offer to feed you, uh, whatever they are offering and however they want to assist you. And I'm paraphrasing this uh, to receive it. But if they don't, if they don't offer anything, they reject the word. He said, don't even give them a blessing. Don't don't say God bless you, but shake the dust off your feet, you know, get out of here. But where they're supporting you, you know, stick around and be a help to them. God is concerned with healing those that are sick. He's concerned with cleansing uh, people that are that need to be cleansed, as well as raising the dead, whether it's physical, mental, or emotional. God is interested in raising, giving new life, sending freshness in the area where things have died. It is stinking. Uh, you know, uh, people have given up on it, but God, 
God has not given up. And that is the most God has the last say of everything. He said, cast out devils. Freely ye have received and freely give. Now this is going to mess, that is going to mess with a lot of people when they stand before the Lord uh, because, uh, uh, because of honorariums. You know, I was told as a young minister and, um, and that, you know, I was like, wow, I wonder if the minister would come uh, to our church or come to our service that we have and to encourage the people and be a help uh, in the ministry. And uh, someone that was older than me said they don't have time to deal with uh, 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 your ministry. They don't have time to, uh, you know, they're on another level. God is going to use them to reach the people that are uh, up uh, way past you. Uh, even though they had uh, uh, was right there in the area, you know, not not too far. And it's like, wow, OK, that was very interesting. You can't afford some ministers, you know, they they have an honorarium for it didn't even show up. There is a minimal. And so uh, but it didn't start out that way because God had to save them. And when he saved them, they uh, he took what they had to work with. And that was the sin and their desire to be delivered and raise them up but now they're, they're they require an honorarium to visit uh, your city they require an honorarium to uh, to to minister and so that means that there are some that would that cannot receive healing there are some that cannot receive or will not did not receive cleansing under that ministry uh, there was no raising of the dead under that ministry for uh, certain individuals and there's certainly oppression and depression that would remain undone until God sent another vessel. And so it's interesting now that people are going to have to deal with the fact of honorarium because it became a business. Uh, they, be, they were like Simeon, uh, that they were doing it for the money instead of doing it for the saving of souls. There are ministers today that, again, will not go into small vineyards, even though their beginning in ministry was small and only with, maybe they started out as a husband and wife. Um, maybe it was just them and their children. Uh, maybe they were alone and in, involved in ministry and preaching the gospel. And, and the Lord, uh, after years, the Lord uh, caused an increase. And so uh, uh, now that they have grown, um, there has been growth, but uh, no one or you know, it's they don't remember the beginning in which they had. In other words, it was freely given, but they're not freely sharing it. Uh, they're not willing to go forth and to be a blessing to others. You know, it's a blessing to encourage another ministry. Uh, someone asked me one time, they say, why do you go to other churches? Why do you go visit uh, others? And they don't, you know, they don't come. Everybody don't respond and come back to you, but they're glad when you come to them. And I, I said, well, it's not about it's not about that. Uh, I'm doing my part. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And that is to go and check on the other ministers and ministries that I'm affiliated with to make sure that they're doing all right, to encourage them, you know, and to use the gift uh, and the talents that God has given to reach out to others and to help with other congregations. Uh, you know, um, it's a blessing to if someone is having a outreach program and they're going to uh, be ministering to others. I, it's a blessing to be there and to partake of that, uh, you know, to help make a voice 
and, and to lift Jesus higher uh, rather than saying, well, no, that's not part of me. Well, what have I thought we were the body of Christ. You know, when you think about your body, uh, if you if you if you hurt your finger, you feel it. If you stump your toe, you certainly your leg certainly gonna let you know that you your foot gonna let you know that you stump your toe, and 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 the pain is gonna reach uh, the awareness of your mind. And so, you know, the body of Christ um, that means if we're part of the body, when somebody is feeling the pain, somebody is, then uh, we should feel it too. Uh, when someone is is joyful we ought to feel that too we ought to feel the different things and the needs that go on in the body like we do in our physical body just to stop by and to show your face and to say god bless you you know goes a long way i was uh, i had a dream and i don't count my dreams lightly and they don't always happen but it's something that has been god has blessed me with um and so i was at a church service i was in a service uh, and um, and the service was coming to an end. I was there, and um, and they were having the altar call, and I was just praying and, and not taking over a service. I mean, I was in the background praying, you know, while other people were at the altar, and, and I'm just standing there. And someone came, and they asked me, who, who are you? And I introduced myself and they asked me what church I go to because they knew I didn't go there. And I told them I'm from Cornerstone Apostolic. And I woke up. I woke up, you know, and I don't know where that was. I don't know, but it is, is not important. As, as What's important is that I was there. And that was not just a dream where, you know, I went to sleep and dream that because I was thinking that. No, that was the spirit of the Lord. And that was a true service that was going on. And I was there help making up, filling in the gaps, help making up the rank in that service. And so uh, it's a blessing just to be there um, and to be in someone else's service and to be an encouragement to somebody else for their soul salvation. Unlike the situation where Ananias and his wife Sapphira um, received immediate judgment remember they said they sold the land for so much instead of just saying hey we we sold the land and this is what we're bringing as an offering no they said no we sold it for uh, for uh, eighty thousand, and uh, when they really sold it for 160,000, they didn't have to do that but judgment was placed upon them immediately whereas Simeon was told in verse 22 say repent repent therefore of thy um, wickedness and uh, for him to pray to God, uh, if perhaps that through his uh, through his heart, that his heart, the thoughts of his heart would be forgiven. Now, Peter discerned and told him what manner of person he was. For I perceive that thou art a, a bitterness, a goal of bitterness. In other words, the center of your heart. Now, he, when we talk about the goal of bitterness, it's talking about the center. It's talking about the deepness. So the very center and the center of that, it goes deep into your heart, you know, and, and you're bound in iniquity. You have some unresolved issues. And he told them to pray about it. Now, instead of uh, Simeon uh, following the instructions, he answered and said, uh, pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of those things which you have spoken come upon me. You know, that was not the instructions. The instructions was for him to pray. 
and the instructions are for us to pray. And, and I've heard members receive instructions uh, from the pastor and passing. I heard the pastor um, uh, tell another member, uh, and this has happened more than one time, uh, to uh, give them instructions, and they responded, if the Lord will. The pastor is giving you instructions, and they're not speaking anything outside the will of God. What they're telling you to do is to be faithful and obedient, and you, do, you reply talking about, if the Lord will. That's the same thing as what Simeon did. Uh, you know, you, you pray for me. You know, you tell someone, you give them instructions, and they tell you to pray for them. That was not the instructions. The instructions was for you to pray and for you to take action, for you to be obedient to what was said. Maybe you heard something like that, too. Maybe it was you that said it. You know, instead of following the instructions, let's all be obedient to what the Lord is saying. Let's all be obedient to what God has instructed us to do. You know, I, I learned to do it. I, I'm learning uh, more and more about the will of God and yielding myself. You know, you yield yourself when you don't want to. You yield yourself when you want to. And certainly whatever you do behind closed doors matters. It matters more than what you do in public because all of us put on a certain face in public. Uh, but when it comes down to behind closed doors when nobody else is around, what are you doing? Are you obedient to the to God? Are you staying within his will? First Samuel 15, 23 to 24, it says, and Samuel said, have the Lord as great delight in burnt, in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is rather is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. So when people rebel, they're, they're practicing witchcraft. Uh, it's, it's the same thing. And stubbornness is as the iniquity and idolatry. And people don't like to be told that. They don't like to uh, understand. They, they want to reject that message, but it's from the word of God, and it applies to everybody. It doesn't matter what title you have. It doesn't matter who you belong to. When I say that, I mean, you know, your name and family member, all that. No, look, if you're rebelling against the work, against the righteousness of God, uh, you're no no different than uh, a witch. You're stubborn. There's no different than, than worshiping uh, uh, one of those idols that people set up that's been carved, that they've bought, carved, um, you know, molded out of metal, wood, whatever, uh, ceramic. It doesn't matter. Uh, what matters is, are you obedient to God? Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. Uh, he have also rejected thee from being king. Uh, and Samuel, excuse me, and Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Listen, your fear of people and, uh, and listening to what others say is going to get your excuse me, will get your butt in trouble. It will get you in trouble. And so you need to be careful about that because we see that Saul, Saul said he feared the people. He was concerned about the people that elected him. And, you know, and so he obeyed them instead of obeying uh, Samuel. Samuel said, don't do anything, wait. Uh, and he gave him specific instructions that of what was supposed to occur. And he did not do it. God's not concerned with what you come back with later. He's not concerned with that. 
as he is concerned for what you do in the present. God is concerned with what you do at this moment. Samaria was the principal city of 10 tribes of Israel, the tribe of Ephraim, and they became a mixed group during extended periods of disobedience uh, that led to captivity. Listen, but look at what God is doing with them now. God is giving them opportunity. He's given opportunity to the people of Samaria to repent and to freely receive the word of God, the Holy Ghost, and as many that received his word uh, were baptized. We find that throughout the scripture that as people received the word of God, and they received it with gladness, they received it with joy, and as the Holy, the, uh, Holy Ghost moved upon them, they received the Holy Ghost that uh, some received it before baptism, others received it after baptism. And we'll we'll get more into that as we talk about the acts of the Holy Ghost. You know, the acts of the Holy Ghost don't just stop in the book of Acts itself. And so, you know, as long as the Lord tarry, um, as I was sharing with someone, uh, you know, uh, we're preparing our hearts, cleansing our hearts. We want to meet the Lord in peace. And certainly we want the Lord to be using us until then. The Bible said, occupy till I come. Uh, I just want to leave this with you as, you know, the um, uh, we're at the, the stay at home and shut in time and people, some think it's strange. But let me tell you something, church. The children of Israel experienced this multiple times. They were not free to go to the, this, the worship center. They were not free to go to the temple. They were not free to go to the synagogue, they were not free to go places that was designated uh, for uh, seeking the Lord uh, during their captivity. Uh, it took something to get them there. Matter of fact, the children of Israel have been shut down uh, because of disobedience for so long that they even started to forget uh, songs, the songs of Zion. And so, you know, uh, as I was in the parking lot um, Tuesday night and talking to someone and we were having a discussion about uh, the stay at home. I was telling them that, you know, this is not, uh, uh, the church has experienced this before. Now we've never experienced it in our day and time, but Israel did. And I say that to say this, that while during this time, be faithful to God, consecrate yourself unto the Lord, seek the Lord with your whole heart, with your family, set aside time for prayer, fasting, you know, and uh, just family devotion, individual devotion, seek the Lord. Uh, don't let this time go by. And even take the opportunity while you're uh, doing this, if you're at stay at home and you can't uh, go anywhere, um, even take this opportunity to uh, work on your skill set, even for your natural uh, substance, you know, and, you know, just take the opportunity, but don't leave God out of anything that you're doing. Whatever you're doing, uh, Lord, I want to do it with you uh, in this season. You know, don't do it without me. This is Pastor Carl Henderson, again, at Cornerstone Apostolic Church, uh, saying God bless you. Just want you to rest peacefully in the Lord. Think about the goodness of God. Meditate on his word. The Lord said that that if we uh, meditate, and the psalmist said, I'm going to meditate on you day and night. I'm going to lay down in your word. I'm going to rise up in it. I'm going to seek your face happily that I might find you. God bless you. 
I'll be back again on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and Tuesday at 7 p.m.